I've been getting it since the taller, I keep dollars on my head. Been a real one, this my model, have my problems, I ain't scared. I put powder on my collar, cause she proud of what I said. I'm a leader, I got on follow, and my footsteps like the fist. I shoot like a Montana, chop up bullets, make them shit. Black on black, new phantom in the backseat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen, and it wasn't Dak's fault. <laughs> for, you know, for the first time. All right, so let's, let's, let's talk about this. What we saw Sunday between the Seattle Seahawks and the Cowboys is when you have a player like Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is not the type of person that I believe can win when everything around him isn't working. And as we've seen, Russell Wilson can. Russell Wilson's defense was giving up big play after big play after big play after big play. His offensive line, there were times when his offensive line was playing well, but his offensive line wasn't playing well. DK Metcalf had one of the... <laughs> One of the one a Deshaun a Deshaun Jackson blunder, like things around him were not working. If if you really look, if you really saw what we saw on Sunday, right, things just were not working for him. However, because of how great Russell Wilson is, he was extending plays. Uh, Carson, the running back, was doing well. He he had Tyler Lockett looking like old. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Calvin Johnson, how many times he was open. Like, Russell Wilson played one of the best games. Well, actually, no. Let me say this. Russell Wilson actually wasn't playing as well as the numbers show. And that's how, and that really shows how great Russell Wilson really is. Russell Wilson, there were times when he was throwing at, he was throwing at at uh at wide receivers' feet, there was times when he was throwing it behind the wide receiver. There was times when he was throwing it above their head. Like Russell Wilson didn't play the best game, but Russell Wilson still played well and well enough to get five touchdowns. Well enough to score. Like they were down, I believe thirty to thirty one, and he had one more drive left. And of course, he scored it with a DK Metcalf. Uh, touchdown, and that just shows how great Russell Wilson is. Now let's go back to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott actually had a good game. I now I know I know a lot. It's 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 kind of uh it's kind of the running joke now. It's not the running joke. It's kind of normal to blame Dak Prescott. It's kind of normal to say you know it was Dak Prescott's fault. This that and the third. But I'm not. I'm gonna shoot him bail this time Dak Prescott you had Michael Gallup that he was he was he was getting Michael Gallup involved I forgot the wide receiver that actually played really well I forgot his name I think Wallace I believe he was really well Amari Cooper had one of those Amari Cooper games where he disappears CeeDee Lamb played well what I'm going to do is I'm going to to I'm going to say this there's a different, and we'll talk about this a little later in the show. But there's a difference when I know it's one game, but when you talk a lot, when you taunt people, I'm not gonna say taunt. When you talk a lot, when you boast yourself up, you have to back it up. It's it's kind of it's if if you don't, then I don't know what else you know. Like you're you look you're looked at as 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 uh, you're looked at as as somebody that's just all talking no play. And why did I say that? And why and, and this goes back to when I said it wasn't Dak Prescott's fault. There's a lot of thing. There's a lot of reasons. Now don't now Dak Prescott wasn't blameless in this loss because there were times there was an interception that I think it was either between him or Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper might have stopped his route. I'm not too sure, but he threw that. There was the strip, the strip sack. That was the first play of the second half. Of course, you had that that play that Michael Gallup did catch, but it honestly was supposed to be a interception because it hit the, the center of the Seahawks chest. 
so I'm not saying Dak Prescott is blameless, but what I'm saying is when you it's it's a lot. It's a lot. When you have a wide when you have Zeke and you try to throw him 20 freaking screen passes and he drops 18 of them. Screen passes by the way. He drops 18 of them. When like I said Amari Cooper has one of those games where he just disappears and he's your highest. He's supposed to be your number 1 wide receiver. When you have some some elementary play calling by Mike McCarthy is it's just a culmination of things. You know what I mean? So it you know, yes, well, Sunday really showed that game really showed how it is to have to with your how that game really showed how it is to trust your quarterback. And to know that your quarterback, whether win, lose, or draw, is going to put you in the right position. I don't, and it goes back to last week's episode. Dallas does not know what they want to be. Like, you you try all these screen passes. You abandon the run early, uh, meaning I, I believe that kind of mentally takes Zeke out the game. And maybe that's the reason why he dropped a lot of those screen passes, but... This game you wanted to be pass happy, and that's good. But what's 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 the thing? And and, and Mike McCarthy said this, and it was it was it kind of like <laughs> baffled me. But when you're going against one of the best quarterbacks, right? Especially one of the best quarterbacks that can put, that can hang points on your head. One thing that you want do not want to do is get in a shootout with said quarterback. And that's what I believe they did. The Cowboys tried to run fast almost every play. It was a lot of passing, even though, to me, their strength is you develop a run game and then Dak Prescott can feed, you know, Michael Gallup, can feed CeeDee Lamb, can feed Amari Cooper. That's, for some reason, that's just not what they're doing. And that's, they abandoned the run early yesterday I mean Sunday they abandoned the run early Sunday and because of that it just and again I'm not blaming I'm not just putting all the blame on the coach but what I am saying is when your team when you have one of the best backs in the league and he he gets better with the amount of touches he gets. I would think, and that now, of course, I'm not a football coach, but I would think that the best way to get him involved is to keep feeding him. And this, and, and the thing is, it's not like Seattle's defense is a run-stopping defense. Seattle has a horrible defense. So while... Maybe the first few times it didn't work out. I just don't think you abandon it completely and then start throwing a thousand and one screen passes, which, by the way, he drops. So, I, you know, I, you know, and, and and on the other side, Russell Wilson just Russell Wilson would have had six touchdowns if it wasn't for DK Metcalf uh, celebrating early and getting, you know, we know what happened, but. And 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 this this I I I told y'all now again I know it's early I know it's only three games in, but I told you this was not this was not going to be the year that Russell Wilson does not win an MVP. Now again three games in, but what we're starting to see, and this is in the NBA, this is in the, the NFL, MVP is is not on, not only goes to one of the best players in the league, but it's it's also narrative driven. And the narrative now, which I kind of knew that was going to happen, especially when we saw and heard everything that we saw and heard coming out of the offseason. This wasn't going to be a year. This this to me, this was going to be a year with everything going on that the veterans were going to really separate themselves from the pack. You know, and and we're starting to see that outside of, you know, Tom Brady, because he's still learning his his weapons and he's still older outside of Drew Brees, who we'll talk about in a second. You know, Russell Wilson looked incredible. You know, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers has looked incredible. 
Patrick Mahomes, while he hasn't looked incredible, that they're still undefeated. Lamar Jackson and and that team is has looked incredible. This is not the year for new stuff. You know, this is the year that you're going to need to lean on your veterans. You're going to need to lean on your best players, and that's one and that's one reason why I felt this was Russell Wilson's year. And Russell Wilson has looked dialed in. I believe he has 14 touchdowns to one interception in three games. In three games, by the way, not some people. Is, is is happy to have 14 touchdowns in the entire season. Russell Wilson has 14 touchdowns and one interception. And this is game game three. So, but like I said, it's, it's kind of narrative-based because now you're hearing a lot of people saying, you know, uh, it's, it's criminal, which I said it, but I said it too, but it's criminal that Russell Wilson hasn't – hasn't even received an MVP vote, let alone won it. So I think with that, how good he's playing and Seattle Seahawks. See, I, I'm not, I'm not yet ready because I know, I know you guys remember. I'm not yet ready to say that my NFC pick was wrong because I, I if you guys remember, I had the Ravens and the Saints making it to the Super Bowl. I'm not ready to say that, but this is my show. And give it maybe two or three weeks. If Seattle continues to look like this, if Green Bay continues to look like this, and Saints look continue to look at how they're looking, I might have to change my pick because Seattle's looking incredible. And the thing is, Seattle doesn't have Seattle doesn't have box office pieces outside of maybe one like three or four players. And yes, you have. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yes, you have Bobby Wagner. Yes, you have Jamal Adams. Yes, you have Irving. Well, he was he was hurt. Yes, you have KJ Wright. But outside of KJ Wright's aging, Bobby Wagner, we know how good he is. We know how good Jamal Adams is. And Jamal Adams got hurt. I think it was a groin injury the first half of the game, and he didn't play the entire second half. And then of course you have Russell Westbrook. I mean Russell Wilson. But you don't have really like Tyler Lockett. Is good, but I think that playing alongside Russell Wilson makes him a lot better. Like, I don't think we would really hear a lot about Tyler Lockett if he played for, I don't know, Minnesota Vikings or something. I don't think we'll hear a lot. Yeah, we know DK Metcalf is a freak of nature as far as physically, but I don't think we'll hear a lot from DK Metcalf if he played for the 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 Eagles or something. Like, I think that. The way that Russell Wilson gets the best out of his teammates, the way that Bobby Wagner gets the best out of his team, even though the defense is still sorry, I think they gave up like 530 yards or something yesterday, or it was it was bad. But I, th- you know, when you when you playing alongside someone like Russell Wilson, it just brings the best out of you. When you're playing alongside someone like like Aaron Rodgers, brings the best out of you, and that's why you know I, I, that's why we're starting to see early on these teams look incredible, and yeah. So that was Russell Wilson was incredible, and you know I think that. The the Dallas Cowboys will continue to struggle. Where you whether you have Michael Mike McCarthy, whether you have Jason Garrett, you will continue to struggle if you don't find your identity. And I'm not gonna harp on it because we talked about it last week. But if you don't find your identity, if you want to be a pass happy team one week, if you want to be a run happy team the next week, if you want to to try to beat you defensively, even though your defense pretty much folded. What's I don't know what uh. Lawrence is doing. Alden Smith had a good first half, but he disappeared. If if you're not going to find your identity, you're going to continue to lose these games. And the thing is, yeah, they were winning this game. It was thirty to thirty-one. Like they were winning this game, and they came back. They were after all the mistakes that they had, after the fumble, after the interception, after the safety that they that they gave up. You were still winning this game. However. You didn't know what you wanted to do as a team. And because of that, you lost. So, again, shouts out to Russell Wilson. Shouts out to the Seahawks. They're looking incredible. They're 3-0. and And Dallas is 1-2. and And it doesn't really hurt Dallas because, you know, the division that they're in, 
Washington football team. <laughs> I don't want. I, I don't need to continue to. We'll, we'll, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Let's go to another game. Let's go. And we just talked about Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about the Saints and the Saints and the Green Bay Packers. Here's the reason why I am starting to question my pick as far as the Saints making it to the Super Bowl. Because of the game, because of what we saw last night and what we saw against the what we saw the Saints do against the Raiders. I understand that Michael Thomas is not there, who arguably is one of the best wide receivers in the game. I understand that. And I understand I understand how that can throw off an offense. You know, when your when your most important player on that offense is gone, it kind of throws it off. Especially even if you have, you know, other great pieces, that and that piece, you know, it's is no replacing that piece. But here's why. Here's 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 what is alarming to me is how Drew Brees is playing. A lot of people is going to see the score yesterday. I believe it was 30 to 37. Like a lot of people are going to see the score and or not yet. Yeah, a lot of people going to see the score and think to themselves, "Oh, it was it was a pretty good game, you know?" Um no. <laughs> it was it, here here's the thing. Um it was close on paper. You know, you had Drew Brees had a decent game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had an incredible game. He got almost every wide receiver on the roster. He got them involved. Aaron Jones played well. Alvin Kamara played well. But on paper, it's going to look close. But if you really look at the quarterback play, and I said this on Twitter, at least right now, and now, of course, things could change. I don't know. But at least right now, it's not looking like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees are aging the same. Now, I know Drew Brees is older. Drew Brees is, what, 41, 42? But, you know, Drew Brees looks old. Drew Brees looks slow. It doesn't look like he has velocity in his arm. There were times when, you know, he threw a bad interception. Now, Taysom Hill did have a, a costly fumble, but... It just it doesn't it doesn't look it doesn't look like Drew Brees with with the arm strength that he's demonstrated this year it doesn't look like he's able to lead a team to the Super Bowl now it would be different if it was a if if he was playing. Like he did the end of the year last year. Now, of course, we know about the five games he was out, but he looked he looked rejuvenated. He looked energized. He he still had zip on the ball while he wasn't throwing the ball really deep downfield. He was still with he still had accuracy. That's not what we're seeing this year. What we're seeing is we're seeing Drew Brees sort of, you know, he's throwing a lot of four four yard passes, five yard passes. And telling the receiver or the running back to make something happen like you can do that if you have an Alvin Kamara, if you have a Michael Thomas, but you can't live off that. You know, you still have Cook. You still have Emmanuel Sanders, who had his first touchdown as a Saint this year uh, on Sunday. But you can't continue to ask your, you know, you can't continue to ask your receivers or your running back to bail you out. And don't get me wrong, Alvin Kamara had a really good game on Sunday, but it just didn't. Again, it, it's, it's to me, it's not sustainable if you can't throw the ball downfield. And what's even worse, and and the biggest, the biggest reason why I'm sketchy, and I might switch my pick for the Super Bowl is because of that defense. And it's not the fact that that defense is horrible; it's the fact that they keep getting penalty after penalty after penalty. And it's like it's not even the young players. Michael uh, Malcolm Jenkins is is getting a lot of penalties. Marcus Lattimore is getting a lot of penalties. Like, 
Cam Jordan is getting penalties. It's like your veterans are getting a lot of penalties, and it's it, their defense. I think they've been the most penalized team in the entire league for the first three games, and I don't I don't know what it is. Their defense, their def. All right, so I know that they they don't have like a juggernaut defense, but their defense was still at least top ten last year, and now it's just penalty after penalty after penalty and it, it it's i would it would be different if it was like the 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 texans right it would be different if the texans if you look at their opponent you played three of arguably the best teams in the AFC your first three games you played Patrick Mahomes first game you play Russell Will, i mean you play Lamar Jackson the second game and you play the Pittsburgh defense the the third name like I understand if you're 0 and 3 I understand if you're going to struggle while the Saints aren't 0 and 3 they've struggled with a Patriot I mean with a with a Raiders team which as we saw on Sunday got manhandled by the Patriots they've struggled with a they've struggled with a Green Bay team who by the way yes they're good but they were in the game. It's just they continue to shoot themselves in the foot. So I don't I, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know. It's I just need to see something different in order for me to think differently about this team right now. Cause what I'm what I'm seeing is Drew Brees is he's not throwing the ball downfield. Drew Brees is a little late on some of his reads. They're really true. And again, I mean, I do want to wait to see, which is another reason why I'm waiting, because I want to wait to see. You know, uh, I, I want to wait to see Michael Thomas come back, and maybe that's just it. Maybe with him being gone and how how much he or how important he is to that offense, maybe that's what is going on in the world. Like, maybe that's what's going on. And wait till he comes back. But if he continues to come back, I mean, if he comes back and they continue to play how they're playing, I don't see them. I, I don't see them beating a team like Green Bay. I don't see them beating a team like, like the Seattle Seahawks. Hell, we can even go a little, uh, a little down. Like I don't see them beating a, a team like the Raiders. Like which they lost to. It's, it's you know it's which of course the Raiders in the AFC. But I'm just saying I don't see them beating a team like that. So. Um, Right now, the NFC to me is a clear-cut two-man race. Right now, even though you know we, we still have to wait to see what the Bucks are doing. The Bucks did win pretty big yesterday, uh, but we need to wait to see what the Bucks do or how they how they integrate integrate their pieces. We need to wait to see what what the Saints are going to do, especially when Michael Thomas comes back. But right now, the NFC to me is a two-team race, which is the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks, but and and on the other side, shouts out to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, a lot of people looked at last year, even though they were thirteen and three, and they looked at how it ended, and you know, with with them getting destroyed by the Forty ers in the playoffs, and a lot of people were like, "Is are we?" Was that the best chance that the 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 Green Bay had to make it to the playoff? I mean, make it to the Super Bowl again? They were in the NFC Championship, and we don't. But I don't I don't believe so, man. I I, I think to this year they're looking a lot better than last year. Seeing as and I told you guys, it was going to mirror this year was going to mirror last year as far as success. Now I didn't know I didn't think that Aaron Rodgers was going to be so on on the same page as Matt LaFleur, but as we've seen, you know, they're, they're, they're starting to understand each other. They're starting to learn the playbook. I thought once you draft Jordan Love and don't give him any wide receiver help, you, you pretty much shoot yourself in the foot, but hell, they, and, and that's still, that's still a blunder. Don't get me wrong. That it's not like, okay, well that's forgiven. No, you still draft the quarterback who, who more than likely ain't going to play for at least three or four years. So, which, uh, from for a team that was in the NFC Championship last year, uh, that's that's unacceptable. But shouts out to Green Bay, shouts out to Aaron Rodgers for beating Drew Brees in the um, on Sunday.
Uh, so I'm not one to call for someone's job. You know, I'm not. I think, you know, unemployment is at all time high. I, <laughs> I'm not one to call for someone's job. I'm not one to look at what we see every Sunday or every time we watch an NBA game or a sports game and I'm not I'm not one to be like he's trash. He you know get him off the field, get him off the court. I'm not I'm not one to do that. But this time this might be the time I ain't no ain't no might. This is going to be a time I'm making an exception. I didn't give it the respect I should have last week, but now we're here. This is the second week in a row that the Atlanta Falcons have blown a 16-plus point lead. The week before it was to Dallas, and this week it was to the Bears. The Bears, by the way, who who benched Mitch Trubisky for Nick Foles and still came back and beat the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I'm not one. I I see I'm I'm not one to go with the with the with the crowd and and put up your picket sign and be like you know, you, your team is trash, or this team is trash. You know, I'm not, I'm not with that. But when you have a team, and I know, I know that Julio Jones did not play yesterday, or did not play. But when you have a team that consists of Julio Jones. When you have a team that consists of Calvin Ridley, who is probably one of the best young receivers, when you have a team that consists of Hayden Hurst, who you got and you paid a lot of money for from the Ravens, when you have a team that consists of Todd Gurley, and you have a team that consists of Matt Ryan, there is no reason. There's a reason why you have these leads. Because they're solid players. Like, Calvin Ridley is one of the best young wide receivers. Julio Jones is arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Todd Gurley is still serviceable, even though we know the injury history now. Hayden Hurst was was really good for the Ravens. Like, and Matt Ryan, he was an MVP. But when you have all that, and you still find a way to go up 16 plus points and to then lose 16 plus point or that 16 plus point lead and ultimately lose the game. There's something to be said about that. I think that's mental. I think that that's a mentally weak team. I think that once they see a bit of adversity, even though you're up, you start to clam up, and that's how teams are able to come back. And honestly, I'm not one to blame coaches because a coach isn't out there playing. A coach isn't out there the one that you know getting your getting beat. A coach isn't out there the one. A coach is not the one to throw the interception. A coach isn't the one to drop the ball. Like I don't blame coaches. However. When you, as a coach, Dan Quinn, have blown several, it ain't just one, you've blown several big leads. The most famous one is the Super Bowl. When you've blown several big leads, that's something, and and your players are not getting better. Calvin really is good because he's good. Don't don't think it's because the the coaching development is no. Calvin Ridley is good because he's good. Julio Jones is good because he's good. I'm say I'll say that you know I'm beating around the bush at this point. Dan Quinn should be fired. 
there should be no I don't know if he's lost the locker room. I don't know if his team doesn't trust him. I don't know if he just doesn't know, but there should be no reason why <laughs> you have you're the first team in NBA, I mean NFL history to give up two consecutive 16 plus point leads. And the thing is, you didn't even give them up to teams that are like, like you didn't give them up to the Seattle Seahawks. You didn't give them up to the, I would understand, right? I, and I think the world will understand if you had a 16 point lead and you gave it up to like a the Kansas City Chiefs. Hell, they did that against the Houston Texans in the playoffs. I would understand if you had a 16 point lead and you gave it up to the Ravens. We know how fast that offense is. I would understand that. I would understand if you had a 16-point lead and you gave it up to the Bucks this year because we know all the talent they have. I would understand that. But you have a 16-point lead and you give it up to the Cowboys, who we just saw yes or we just saw this week lose to the Seattle Seahawks. And you also gave it up to the Bears, who, yes, the Bears are 3-0. and I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from the Bears. Congratulations for being 3-0. and I'm surprised the Bears are 3-0. and But you give it up to a Bears team that benched their starting quarterback midway through the game. Todd Gurley hasn't looked good. Calvin really is the only wide receiver that's looked good. How do you? How do I know this? One, I watched the game. Two, I had Julio Jones on my team in fantasy. Calvin really is the only wide receiver that has looked good. The defense has looked horrible, like usual. Matt Ryan, we saw the horrible in last in like horrible interception that ended the game. Again. Dan Quinn should be fired. The reason, the fact that he didn't get fired last week is crazy. But now he definitely should get fired. I I tweeted this. After that game, he went home with a job. And to me, that is, I don't know if you just love the man, but no, no. Oh, and on the other side of that. Like I said, Mr. Biscuit got benched. What does this mean? This means it's so I, I don't see how you can unless Nick Foles is just completely horrible. But I don't see how you go back to Mr. Biscuit. The person that you benched him for won you the game. Now I know it's just one game, but you brought him in there. You 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 inserted Nick Foles because Mr. Trubisky wasn't getting it done. And the thing is, Mr. Trubisky hasn't gotten it done a lot of times. I know, I know, I know. They are three and zero. But let's really look at that three and zero. They were they were down sixteen against the Falcons on Sunday. If it wasn't for the 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 if it wasn't for the rookie wide receiver rookie tight end. For the Detroit Lions, they would have been one and two. Or, yeah, they would have been one and two. No, actually, in the first game, they were they were really bad. So, they would have been 0 and 3. So, I, I guess, I think this is over for Mr. Bisky. When I say over, I don't mean his career is over. I think that this is over for him, at least starting Unless Nick Foles get injured or, or just plays completely ho- completely horrible, I think this is over for. I think the Mr. Trubisky experience as a starting quarterback is over for the Bears. Now we kind of saw this coming. I mean, you know, we kind of saw it coming when all off season we were talking about the Bears need a quarterback. <laughs> like, and 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 a lot of people, including myself, were upset that they didn't make a run at. Or I think even attempt to sign Cam Newton. Because I'm like, yo, Mr. Biscay isn't it. So, you know, that's it's over for Mitch. So, um, you know, let's, let's talk about something, guys. I'm a Washington football team fan. <laughs> this is still weird to say with no team. But I'm a Washington fan, right? And I 
a lot of people are saying that the NFC East is probably the worst division in in the league, which I tend to agree. Um, we're not good. I mean, we're one and two. Dwayne Haskins again made some really questionable decisions. I think he had what three three interceptions. Um, it was it was bad, and and we lost a fumble. So, but let's talk about Carson Wentz, guys. So the Philadelphia Eagles went into yesterday's no went into the game uh against the Bengals 0 and 2. The Bengals were 0 and 2. The Bengals had Joe Burrow, who was a rookie quarterback, and their defense is still horrible. But they, they have some pieces on offense. You know, you have AJ Green, you have Tyler Boyd. Uh, you have Joe Mixon. Um, but ultimately, you have a rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow going against a Carson Wentz who just, what, two years ago was a front runner for MVP until he got injured. But that was two years ago. And Carson Wentz does not look good at all. Carson Wentz, let me... Let me they tied yesterday. So they're still winless. They're 0 2 and 1. They tied with a Cincinnati Bengals team who, on paper and actually statistically, has one of the worst defenses in the league and still has a rookie quarterback. They tied. Carson Wentz looks scared. Carson Wentz is seeing ghosts for what a lot of old fo- uh, football players like to say. That means. You feel someone is, is, or you feel the the pocket collapsing, or you feel you're about to get tackled, or or sacked when you're really not. So you you make you know you make decisions a little faster or too fast that kind of hurt the team. This is another week where he throws multiple interceptions. It, I'm not I'm not giving up on Carson Wentz, but I I think that. The Carson Wentz that we're seeing now is is are is is horrible. <laughs> like the Carson Wentz that you're seeing now is is a huge reason. Now I understand that the the Philadelphia Eagles still is dealing with injury. You know, offensive line is still injured. You still have injuries on the defensive line, but Carson Wentz is probably the biggest reason why the Eagles are zero and two right now, and. If Carson Wentz doesn't change, I don't see them making that big of a. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see a path to victory, man. I don't. I, I don't because Carson Wentz is playing that bad. So I, I don't know, man. It's. I'm not saying get rid of Carson Wentz, but what I am saying is, uh, this ain't gonna be. <laughs> Carson Wentz can't continue to play like this and think that they're going to win anything. Hell, they tied against the Bengals. They lost against the Washington football team. They've given the Washington football team their own. And the thing about the, that 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 loss, they were up, what, 17-0, and they lost. So um, I'm not about to sit and talk about all of these games. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Jaguars 31-13. to I said this. I said that the Dolphins. This was a better. This is going to be a better year. You Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua. I like what uh, Brian Flores is doing. I like what they did in the draft. And the Jaguars. We know they're trash. <laughs> we talked about the Bears and the Falcons. The Rams lose to the Bills, thirty-five to thirty-two. The thing about that is the Bills were up twenty-eight to ten in the third quarter, and the Bills. I mean, the Rams came all the way back and actually took the lead. And if it wasn't for, to me, a bogus offensive, uh, no, a bogus pass interference call called on the Rams, the Rams would have won that game. But shouts out to the Bills. Um, the Washington football team loses to the Bears 34-20. to Nick uh, Chase Young, he had a groin injury. I hope he's okay. And Nick Chubb just ran circles around the, the, the team. The Titans beat the Vikings 31-30. to 30. Uh, 
just another another week that Kurt Cousins is not able to deliver. And again, I, I'm starting to think that the 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 Vikings organization is starting to get tired of him. I'm I'm not gonna say tired of him as far as a person, but tired of his lack of productivity. Cause I mean, this is the second I mean, again, they're 0 and 3. And this is a team that a lot of people picked would be at least a contender for the NFC, you know, and it hasn't worked like that. So uh, the Patriots destroyed the the Raiders 36 to 20. Uh, one thing that the Patriots always do is they take one, they will if they find something that's working, they're going to continue to do that until you stop it, which is what they saw with the with the screen pass. Rex Burfick, uh had or Rex Burkhead had probably a career day. Um and they also what the Patriots like to do is they're going to take away your number one option. Now it didn't work against the 49 I mean against the Seahawks because actually it did because they kind of sl- in fact the the Patriots did take away the Seahawks' number one option because Tyler Lockett did not have a good game against the Patriots. It was DK Metcalf that went off. For the Raiders, Darren Waller was I think he only had like three catches. So after a week, a career week against the Saints, so 49ers just be, <laughs> the 49ers beat the Giants thirty six to nine. Giants trash, and and this is this is against um. This is against backups because you know Nick Bosa is not playing, Solomon's not playing. Um, Jimmy G is not playing. By the way, Robert Morissette not playing. Uh, we talked about that. Texans lose to the to the Steelers, twenty eight to twenty one. The Steelers. This is the first time since I think two thousand ten the Steelers are started three and zero. I think that I think that they still have issues on the offensive side of the ball but I think that their defense is going to carry them from a lot for a lot of games and with the Texans I mean next week is a must-win game I mean at this point you played three of the toughest AFC teams in the league next week is if you lose next week you can just kiss the playoffs goodbye so um the Colts beat the Jets thirty six to seven. Um, I think uh, shouts out to Philip Rivers who I I was I, I'm on the bandwagon saying Philip Rivers is done for, but Philip Rivers did become I think the sixth quarterback in NFL history to throw for four hundred plus um, passes or passing touchdowns. So shouts out to him. Um, but it is the Jets. The Panthers beat the Chargers 16, I mean, 21 to 16. This was, uh, I think, the Panthers' first win. And, you know, this was Justin Herbert's first official start. So I'm not going to take too much from that. Um, yeah. The Lions beat the, beat the Cardinals 26 to 23 with a last second field goal. I think the Lions should be better than they really are. I mean, when you have the pieces that you have, you, you should just be better. So I don't, I don't know what that is, but you know, shouts out for winning. The Bucks, the Bucks beat the Denver Broncos twenty-eight to ten. I mean, I, I, it was Tom Brady against Jeff Driscoll, <laughs> and yeah. So, um, is there anything else I want to talk about in NFL? Oh, so I am um. A little behind the scenes. I usually record the podcast Monday night after Monday night football, you know, because I wanna I wanna get all the sports and stuff out the way. But I am busy this week. Like this is a really busy week, and this is a really busy Monday slash Tuesday. So I'm recording this early Monday or Monday afternoon, meaning. I'm re- I'm recording this before the Chiefs and the Ravens game. And to me this is the game of the year. You have 
the defending Super Bowl champions. You have the MVP or reigning MVP in Lamar Jackson. You have the high-powered offense, two high-powered offenses, and you have you have two incredible coaches. I think that this. I think that the reason why. Last week you saw both teams struggle a little bit. Don't I'm not saying, you know, I know the Chiefs did win against the Chargers and I know the Ravens destroyed I forgot who they destroyed. But the reason why I think you saw them struggle was because they were looking ahead to this game. Because I believe that they know that the AFC is going through one of these teams, whether it's the Ravens, whether it's the Chiefs. Whether it's Patrick Mahomes, whether it's Lamar Jackson, I think that they know that, and they were they're they're ready to to face each other just to see who they really are. A lot of people are ask a lot of people are saying Lamar Jackson has to win this game. I don't think so because we've seen how great Lamar Jackson is. Um, but I do think that we if he does lose, it, it it has to be a close game. I don't think that it can be, and that's that's the same with 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 um Patrick Mahomes as far as if this game is a blowout I don't I don't I don't one I don't foresee it to be a blowout cuz both of these teams are are that good but if this is a blowout that says a lot about both teams this would be the second week in a row that the Chiefs struggle or Lamar Jackson still isn't in the same class as Patrick Mahomes so my prediction, I think the Ravens are going to win this game. And the only reason why I think the Ravens are going to win this game is because the Ravens defense has played incredible this entire year. And I think that the Ravens defense is built perfectly to slow down a Patrick Mahomes and the weapons that they have. I think that they they can perfectly slow down uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh, Clyde Edwards. Like, I think that they're built for that and and I think we'll see it. So I got the Ravens winning I'll say thirty seven to thirty. I think that it's going to be a really good game. So actually no, that's a little too high. <laughs> I'll say that the Ravens win this game. Mm. I'll say the Ravens win twenty eight to twenty. So that's 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 what I got. Uh, is there anything else I want to talk about in the NFL? Um, I don't think so. Let's move over to NBA. We're in the NBA Finals, people. So the Lakers will meet the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. And what we saw in both, what we saw in the uh, what we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals is. When grown men, no, let me not say that because let me not say experience matters in the NBA. Now, I know Jimmy Butler's never been to the finals. I know, I know, I know. But what we saw the Miami Heat do to the Celtics to me is the same thing that they did to the Milwaukee Bucks. When you go in there and you're not scared of anyone or you're, you you respect the player, you respect the person as a player, but you don't respect them as the title. I th- and, and I mean that is you respect Giannis as a player, but you don't respect him as, oh, that's Giannis Antetokounmpo, back-to-back MVP, one of the best in the league. No, when you're like, no, he's a player, I'm a player, and we're, we're going to match up. We're going to do what we got to do. And you have the mentality that the Miami Heat that the Miami Heat bring, and then you have the players like you had Jimmy Butler, you have Jameson Crowder or Jay Crowder, you have uh, Andre Iguodala, you have Tyler Euro, you have Duncan Robinson who's come out of nowhere, you have Bam Adebayo. That team is not scared, led by Coach Spolstra, uh, Eric Spolstra. The team is not scared of anybody, and we even saw that. They're able to take your best player out the game. They did that against with Giannis, even though Giannis did get injured the last game. He did that against Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum did not have a good series at all. Like he had maybe one or two good games, and those one or two good games they won. But outside of that, Jalen Brown was was the best 
player. But and Jalen Brown can be your best player, but I don't know. The the Celtics aren't built for Jalen Brown to be your best player. Let's say that. And the Miami Heat, you know, behind the incredible shooting of Italia Euro, of Gordon Drogic, of Duncan Robinson, and the leadership that Jimmy Butler brings, the energy that Bam Adebayo brings, the three-point shooting along with the defense that Crowder brings, and the, the veteran knowledge that, you know, Andre Gudala brings, I think they are perfect to be, or they they put all that together to make the NBA Finals. And on the other side, on the Western Conference, LeBron James to show who LeBron James was. I, you know, I've always, I've been, I've been on the fence for the longest. I was like, you know, it's either Michael Jordan or LeBron James, best player ever. It's kind of hard for me to continue to see what LeBron James is doing and not think, you know, this is not think, yo, he, yeah, that might be the best player ever. You know what I mean? Like, this is, he's, this is the ninth, like, out of 10, the last 10 NBA finals, he's been in nine of them. And that, but I think the first game starts on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Who do I got? So here's the thing. Why did the Denver Nuggets lose? The Denver's the Denver Nuggets lost because one, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are incredible, and Denver Nug the Denver Nuggets don't play defense, and they didn't play defense the entire series, which they lost four one. While the Miami Heat does not do not have does not have a player that can go off like a a Jamal Murray or doesn't have a big man like Jokic, what the Miami Heat have are dogs or are people that you know you can it's going to be tough but you can put you know you have bodies to throw at to throw at um. Anthony Davis. You can put Bam on Anthony. You can put Miles Leonard on Anthony Davis, which I'm not saying that they're stoppers, but that's another body. With LeBron James, you can throw Bam. You can throw Jimmy Butler. You can throw Jay Crowder. You can throw Andre Iguodala. I think they have a lot of bodies to throw. Now, can they score as much as the Lakers? I don't know, but I do think that they can at least slow down the Lakers enough. But then again, can the Lakers is is really can will Danny Green hit or be more vital to his team than a Tyler Euro or will Kuzma be more vital to his team than a Duncan Robinson? On paper, they're better, but how valuable will they be? So it's like with this pick, you know, picking this, it's you're you're either picking from your heart or from your head you know what i mean my heart i want i i like what i'm seeing from this miami heat team man i like the the fight i like i like the grit i like that they're not scared of anybody and i like how efficient they're playing on the flip side with my heart with my head it's like that's lebron james and anthony davis but i'll 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 make my prediction i have Lakers and six. Lakers and six. So, again, the NBA playoff, I mean, the finals start tomorrow, Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see LeBron James, Anthony Davis against Jimmy Butler, Bam, and them. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about? Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about the WNBA finals. So, as, as I predicted... Seattle, the Seattle Storm are running through people. I mean, they just beat the Minnesota Lynx 3-0. Brianna Stewart looked incredible. Sue Bird has looked incredible. They're waiting the winner of L.A. I mean, not L.A. Las Vegas Aces and the Connecticut Sun. I told you guys the 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 
Las Vegas Aces. Now, do I think that the Las Vegas Aces will lose? No, I don't. I think that they'll win. I, I believe the game is tonight at like 730. I, I think that they, you know, Angel McCautry's played real great. Uh, Asia Wilson has played great. I, I, But I think that once you make it to the finals and you're going up against a big team like Seattle and a, and a very sound team like Seattle, you're going to miss your most, your, your, your best pieces. Yes. Asia Wilson did win the uh, MVP. However, she is not the best player on the team. You still have uh, Liz Cambage. Who's not there. Kelsey Plum. Who's not there. I think that they don't have enough to wait, beat a Seattle storm, but you know, I, 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 I now I think the Connecticut Sun could win against the 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 Aces. However, again, I do still think that they're the Aces are a number one seed for a reason. It's just once you match up against a team that's more that's bigger and more sound than you, which is the Storm. I think that they'll start to struggle. So, yeah. Um, but before we get off of that, I do want to sh- give credit to where credit's due to all the award winners. I'm not 100% sure if I talked about it, but I want to shout out shouts out. Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> I want to shout out Aja Wilson for winning MVP, uh, Crystal Dangerfield for winning Rookie of the Year, and that's actually a, uh, a surprising pick because a lot of people didn't even have her going because of her size, but her shot is incredible, so shouts out to her. Um, Candace Parker for winning, uh, I'm sorry, Candace Parker for winning Defensive Player of the Year. You have uh, Benita Laney for winning Most Improved. You have Dierica Hebby for winning Sixth Man of the Year. And then you have Cheryl Reeve for for winning Coach of the Year. And the first team all-rookie is Shindy Carter. Crystal Dangerfield, Santo Sabali, golly, Julia, Allen Mudd, and Jasmine Jones. So, shouts out to them. Um, yeah, man, the, the WNBA it's 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 been incredible the entire year. So, um, and they they did a really good job with the bubble. Just like to me, the NBA has done a really good job. So, shouts out to them. Um. Let me see. What am I talking about now? College football. Well, college football has been started, but the the SEC started this week, and the Pac-12 has come out and said it'll start November sixth. But you know, and 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 we saw we already saw some big losses. Now I know it's not in the SEC, but we saw Oklahoma lose the unranked Kansas State. I feel like Oklahoma loses one of the or or one of these big big teams lose to an unranked team almost every year so is that an LSU the defending or reigning champs lost to Mississippi State again I I, I didn't think I know they ranked sixth but I didn't think that LSU would be able to come back and multi or duplicate what happened last year last year they had one of the greatest seasons ever uh especially with Joe Burrow and all them and when you have the players that they had not only leave for the draft but opt out I mean, they'll still be okay because it's LSU, but yeah. So, again, I'm excited. College football, at least the SEC has started, and uh, uh, the Big Ten, Big 12, you know, uh, they're all starting. So, shouts out. Boom. Um, let's see. UFC 253. And remember, I, I don't know, remember earlier in the show, I was talking about when you're trash talking and taunting and, and you give up what you give up. Israel Azonia TKO'd Paulo Costa in the second round. And here's the thing. I I understand bravado. I understand trying to get into your opponent's head. But you can't trash talk me. You can't you can't taunt me for months. Right. And I come in there and beat you, TKO you in the second round. I guess it's not happening. And I asked people. I asked people like, yo, I'm not the most familiar with uh, UFC, but it's like, yo, Paulo Costa's that good? Like, you, I know he was 13-0, but he was like, yeah, it was just Israel Zania is, is, 
it's just that good. I was like, dang, all right. And then I asked the question. I was like, yo, when it's all said and done, Israel's only, I think, is 20 and 0 now. Will he be considered better than Anderson Silva? A lot of people said no. A lot of people say yes due to we all know the the PED bus that Silva had. And I think it's a good question to have. Let me know what you guys feel. You know what I mean? So let me know what you guys think. I kind of I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Leave it in the comments. You know, hit me up. So, um, oh, and lastly, the MLB playoffs start this week. Uh, the AL, you have the Rays against the Blue Jays. You have the A's against the White Sox. You have the Twins against the Astros. You have the Indians against the Yankees. Who, by the way, I'm actually really surprised that the Yankees did make the playoffs, even though they are the fifth seed. I'm surprised they made it because they were struggling. They were horrible, at least, but they went on a roll the last you know few games. I think they won like 12 in a row, and, and they won, but yeah, the Yankees. In the NL, you have the Dodgers against the Brewers, the Braves against the Reds, the Cubs against the Marlins, and the Padres against the Cardinals. Now, a lot of people, especially baseball savants, were worried about this 60-game season. But what I think that they saw is this 60-game season, to me, worked successfully. Hell, Every game was important. Every game was high intensity. Every game was was displayed the best that they could. And it's like, hell, we're getting the Marlins. The Marlins is in the playoffs. Like, the Marlins, who's been horrible the entire... Like, the Marlins is in the playoffs. So... I don't. I don't really see for the A. I mean, I, my prediction for the AL. I don't really see a lot of people beating the Rays or the. I think it's either the Rays or the Twins that, that are going to come out of the AL, and in the NL, the Dodgers have played incredible, but we all know how they they kind of fumble the bag. But I'm going to go with a little sleeper. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Padres. So I think the AL, the AL is going to be the I'll say the Rays against the Padres in the in this in the championship. So there you have it. I appreciate you guys. I I can I love doing this. I love you guys. I I hope you guys have a blessed week. And until next time, much love. Yeah. Before you wipe me, unboxes of checks, not my Nikes. Ooh. 
tease me. Don't be missing me. Missy, dippy, dipper, sippy. Make him happy, make him copy, make him get me chippy, chippy. Stress a lot, I'm gonna spend. Tell me when I beat you to pull up, you gon' shoot out while I spin. Chipping like I'm trigger happy salt fish. Aki, aki, gold buggy. Kawasaki, catch a fish. Sushi, maki, living life. London City, left the town. Gonna be a film, a Kodak. Shoot me pouring right above the rim, like Polak. I've been ripping and running, I slipping on sliding athletic tendencies. I've been upset, shoving and whipping into the base rock. I provide the remedy. When we open gates up at Utopia, it's like Zootopia. You see the crosses over ya. That's how you know it's us. At 4 a.m., I'm phoning ya. Not for no shoulder up, them jack boys open cleaners up. The way they fold it up, yeah. In my white tee, yeah. Call up Hype Williams for the hype, please, yeah. White, you before you wipe me. Yeah, unboxes the checks, not my checks, not my. I, I be where the fuck the light be. Bangers in the system, it's bangers in the system, it's ancient and anarchy.